0: You are listening to a live mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, guys, I'm Prasad Banerjee and I write about tech at mint. And this is TechCentra, a podcast where we ta- tackle some hot topics in technology and also bust some myths. In the beginning of 2021, I said that the internet would change this year. And we're already starting to see that happen. So last week, the Indian government announced the Information Technology Rules, that's the Intermediary Guidelines and Digital Media Ethics Code. Colloquially, they're called the Intermediary Guidelines or the IT rules, so to speak. What do they do? They basically tell Facebook, Twitter, Google, digital news companies and all of us what we can and cannot do on the internet. And this is only the first step. Think of a three-pronged approach. The IT guidelines plus the personal data protection bill which is expected later and another cybersecurity law that is expected sometime in the future will together regulate the internet and set guidelines for how companies are supposed to operate and what we can or cannot do on the internet. Okay, so first things first, what are the IT guidelines, right? In essence, they are nothing but a set of rules that are enforced to regulate the internet. But if you follow this space, you may have noticed often that Facebook, Twitter say things like this particular post was against my policy so I had to take it down or they say that I can't take XYZ post down because it wasn't against my policies and so on. With the intermediary guidelines in place, these platforms will now have to look at their own policies and make sure that they comply with the IT guidelines. So the IT guidelines supersede all of the platform's policies because they are national laws in a way. Now, when platforms have to do all of this, that of course means that it affects how you use these platforms as well. For example, if tomorrow something is found to be in violation of the IT guidelines, that means you essentially cannot do that online anymore. For example, take the biggest criticism of the IT guidelines, for instance. The IT guidelines say that every platform will have to trace a tweet or a message or a post to the first originator within the country. That means that if the government finds a tweet offending, they will tell Twitter to find the first person who shared that tweet in India. And that person can be held liable and Twitter will have to find that first person. Facebook will have to do that for posts and WhatsApp will have to do that for messaging. Now there are multiple problems with this. The most obvious is that platforms like WhatsApp offer end-to-end encryption. Now end-to-end encryption means that literally nobody other than the sender and the receiver of a message can read the contents. So the obvious question becomes how do you trace back a message to the originator if you don't even know what the message is. This is what the government is saying. The government is essentially telling WhatsApp that you have to go and figure out a way in which you can trace it back to the originator but not read its contents. Now technical experts tell me that this is possible. There are ways to do it. Three out of four encryption technologies today do allow something like this. But there are also many privacy advocates who say that to do this, you will have to break encryption. It's unclear which side is really true, but given that the government is saying this has to be done, it pretty much has to be done. I don't see a way how platforms can avoid it anymore. Similarly, the Information Technology Act itself has extraterritorial provisions, which means that the government can actually catch hold of somebody outside the country for doing something that has affected the country. However, when they say that you have to find the first originator within the country, that means that if tomorrow you share a tweet by somebody who is not Indian and that tweet is found to be offensive, then you could be in trouble for sharing that tweet. And this of course has big repercussions on freedom of expression. One of the reasons people like private messaging apps is because of just that, it's private. But essentially here you're being told that there is a way to figure out that you had done something on these platforms. And that could lead a lot of people to maybe not use these platforms or not be particularly open on such platforms. Now I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but there is another way of looking at it. It has often been said that technology can be used for good and bad. One of the arguments for this decision is that if WhatsApp is traceable, that means that somebody who is committing a crime will not use WhatsApp. And that's absolutely fine, right? I mean, I don't really see a problem with that. If you have nothing to hide, then you probably won't mind the fact that somebody can trace things back to you. Of course, all of these arguments really come down to whether you believe that these won't be used for bad. For example, could a government body use this to surveil people illegally? Could a government body or somebody working inside the government use these to their own benefit? We don't know. And those are some of the concerns that people have raised. There are other criticisms of the intermediary guidelines as well. One of the biggest being the fact that they somehow bring online news media under the purview of the IT Act and many have said that this is just an overreach of power and the IT Act should in no way regulate news media. In fact, here again experts have said that this could be used to censor news online and censor news in general and that again is a huge problem in any democracy. But the crux of the matter is this, the IT guidelines are essentially telling platforms, you, me, everybody, what we can do on the internet. So far from the beginning of the internet, it has been a populist tool. It has been a place where you can do pretty much anything you want without any regulations. And we all know that that history is not going to repeat itself. We are never going to go back to an internet that is unregulated. However, When governments say that things like traceability have to exist, it creates an alternate problem. I had discussed this earlier in something called the splinternet. So things get kind of murky. For example, if you tell WhatsApp to trace a message back, yes, that might be possible in India. But is something like that feasible for WhatsApp within US? Would WhatsApp be in violation of US law if it comes up with technology that allows it to do that? There are some complex issues here and of course there is a fight back going on but the government has pretty much said that platforms will have to do this within three months of getting the notification of these rules. And to the best of my knowledge, at the moment the rules haven't been notified to the platforms, which means that we still have some time before they come into effect. Having said that, it doesn't seem like there would be many changes in future so it would really be good for all of us to know what these intermediary guidelines are because they not only tell you what you can do on the internet it also tells you how the personal data protection bill that will eventually be like the big regulator of the internet will turn out to be. If you're on the internet in 2021 it's important to know these rules. Because just like when you go out of your house, there are certain things you take for granted. You know that there are certain things you can do. There are certain things you cannot do. The internet is becoming like that. So next time you go online, you may have to really know what is allowed and what is not allowed. So that's it for today. I shall be back this very week with another segment where I take on some misconceptions about technology. Until then, tell me what you want me to cover. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Undertaker. Yes, you heard that right. It's U-N-D-E-R-T-E-C-H-E-R. Or you can write to me at podcasts at in the Talk to you next time.